Hello, welcome to It's About Time Conversations with Charlize and Yolanda, where we bring our experiences and our expertise to the table to address relevant topics that impact our lives and our communities. This is the place to be authentic, be transparent, and be inspired. Um, today is a special edition of our show. I am Yolanda Mason, and you all are used to seeing um, my co-host, um, Charlize Lewis, beside me. But today we have turned the cameras on Charlize and she is um, our special guest for today. So our special guest is Minister Charlize Lewis and Minister Robert Lewis. Um, they are two amazing people um, who are going to talk to us about marriage, ministry, and marketplace. Um, Charlize is a minister, an educator, and an entrepreneur. And Robert Lewis says that he is best described as a minister and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He honestly says that he does not need the extra accolades or the extra titles, even though I will let you all in on a secret. He is an incredibly brilliant man um, who knows how to do a ton of things. He does the audio for us. Um, he does audio visual work uh, for Fayette County Public Schools. He is an absolutely amazing human being, but he's also a very humble one. So he said that he would rather be known um, as a minister and a servant of the Lord. And guess what? There is nothing wrong with that. So first of all, I just want to say welcome to the Lewises, to Team Lewis. How are you all doing today? Doing good. Doing good. It is good. so good to see you all. So we're going to kind of just jump right in. This is really fun. I'm so used to having Charlize to kind of keep me in order, but I just want to let everybody know that she will send me a text message if I get out of hand. She will send me a little note. So I'm going to try my best to stay on task. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but I think we have seriously a lot of amazing things that we can learn um, from the Lewises. Uh, they're known for being kind of low-key, but lately their season has been turning and so many amazing things have happened for them. Um, they have a ministry uh, called the After Church Experience. Um, you can actually look that up on Facebook if you've never heard of it. Um, it's an amazing online mostly online and virtual um, ministry. It's an experience uh, that's meant to take you from Sunday to Sunday. So whatever happens, as, as Bishop Joseph Walker says, between Sundays, uh, the after church experience addresses. Um, not only that, but they have just started a new endeavor. Um, it's going to be a radio show and it's going to be very exciting. And they're gonna tell us more about that as well. So today we just really wanna to talk to them about how they manage everything that God has given them. Ministry, marriage, their beautiful daughter, and their work. Um, so I'm going to kind of jump right in and I'm going to start uh, with Mr. Lewis, if that's okay. So how is it, first of all, um, that you manage to balance all of the things that you all have to do together? As I said before, Robert, you all have ministry, you have marriage, you have family, um, you have your daughter, who is, is she a preteen? Yes. <laughs> she's, she's a preteen. She's getting up into that teenage, um, yeah. into that, into that era. And then you have work for both of you all and very busy schedules and all the things that you do in and around that. And your daughter is a budding track star. So how do you manage, um, all of the things that God has put in your hands? Well, a lot of it's through prayer and pressing. Mm -hmm. Come on. We recognize that God 
is calling us to greater works. Yeah. So uh, we, we realize that uh, it's our responsibility as, as men and women, of uh, a man and a woman of God, uh, uh, to, to serve and absolutely so we, we serve, uh, and not just out there, we serve in here. Mm. Uh, we, we serve yeah. in this house. So when it's, when we serve in this house, it's easier to serve outside the house. That's right. And we really take our, our marriage ministry seriously. I mean, mm. we can't have a, a, a ministry without this marriage. Um, otherwise we would just be neglecting one another. So mm -hmm. whatever we endeavor to do outside of these walls, <laughs> we, 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 should, we do it here first. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So what you're saying is that your marriage starts at home. I mean, your ministry, excuse me, starts at home Absolutely. and that everything that you do is kind of this outflow of the ministry that you that you cultivate at home. And I think that that is extremely powerful, especially for married couples who are listening to us. Um, Charlize, I'm gonna throw a question your way. So we've talked about the many endeavors that you and Robert uh, do together. Can you talk to us a little bit about, first of all, the after church experience? So, um, how did the after church experience start? I know that it's something that you and Robert uh, created and cultivated and grew together. Can you kind of tell us something about the origins of that and how it started? And then if Robert wants to jump in as well, he can too. So we both worked at a university. Um, and when you are working in a student affairs role, you can't always bring your faith into that. And so I wanted to try to say, okay, Robert, we've got to figure out how are we going to maneuver these two worlds and be authentic to who we are. And it just so happened I, I had left the university. I was sitting at my desk, actually, at my new job. And I was just asking God, you know, what, what's next? What do you want us to do? And so I sat there and I sat there and the Holy Spirit just spoke and said, okay, blog. It's a way for you to get the word out without compromising your, your job, your career, but mm -hmm. to get the word out about who you serve, about Jesus. And so that's really what it was. It was just a spiritual download sitting at the desk. Then I called him. I said, okay, this is what the Lord told me. This is what we're going to do. And this is where we're going. He's like, okay. <laughs> but really, because he, he knows me. He knows that if I move in a certain way, it's because I've, I've prayed about it and God has spoken. But he also knows it means I'm going to tell him something else that he's going to have to do. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's really how I developed it. It started out of a blog and a Facebook page. That was it. That okay. was how this thing started. Wow. And it expanded from there to prayer calls, to classes, to mm -hmm. outreach with local organizations to um, faith-based resources, being able to give those to people in need, it just blossomed. It did. That's it awesome. Did. Um, Robert, I want to ask you about the after-church experience. First of all, I'm going to give you an assumption that I have about the after-church experience, and I'm going to ask you first to confirm if I'm correct about that, and then I will ask you to expound. When I look at the after-church experience and what I've experienced in following your Facebook page, looking at the blogs, 
um, going to the conferences, even having participated in the prayer calls. For me, the, what I love about it is that it focuses, my assumption is that your focus is discipleship. In the church, we give a lot of attention to evangelism and bringing people into the church, which is of the utmost importance because in the evangelism piece, we're giving people Jesus. We're literally offering people um, an opportunity for a relationship with Christ and nothing could be more important than that. But where some churches say that they drop the ball, um, I actually looked at an article before I asked you this question and 40% of pastors who were... Um, who were questioned in a poll were asked where they feel they may be dropping the ball. And they said that it's in the area of discipleship, meaning that they're doing a great job of bringing folks to the church. They're doing a wonderful job of getting people to be in membership at the local body church, but they're not doing a great job of engaging folks in that work of discipleship, right? In building them up to be a strong disciple in Jesus Christ. I want to know from you am i right in my assumption that discipleship is your focus and if that is true tell me why that's your focus have you recognized that gap is that what made that something you wanted to do give us a little more insight about that if it's true well it it is true mm -hmm. in part in part um okay i think realizing that most of life toughest experiences happened outside of, of, of your normal service times, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, we saw opportunities to teach Jesus, uh, teach about Jesus through our experiences, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we give, we we decided we wanted to try and bring hope when this is through the Lord's vision through you know just telling people about our experiences to help them get through their experiences when we teach about Jesus and other people's can teach other people can begin to teach about Jesus through their experiences so yes mm -hmm. in part discipleship is some of it but you know the other part is you know how how we know life's experiences how we know we need to teach or how we need to help people battle those life experiences throughout the week in a biblical mm. uh, or spiritual perspective. So, so we, yes, discipleship is part of it, but also just giving that, that how we, giving uh, examples and testimonies to help people address life in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah. Go ahead, so you mean like that real part of life when you're going through struggles, when you're faced with challenges. I like that. So you're talking yeah. about really applying, not just talking, but the demonstration you were talking about earlier. Yes, yes, yes. yes. When, when you have opportunities to teach people about Jesus through your life experiences, then they can go and teach people about Jesus when he when he has delivered them, when he has given them hope, when he has provided in their a uh, great time of need those things mm -hmm. that sometimes you know sunday we fill up our spiritual gas tank but then you know by mm. Wednesday we might be empty mm. and come so, on you know come we on. have bible study we have different settings that we can go to but what if we can't get there what if it's just mm -hmm. a simple message that is planted that would help somebody get through that work night because they couldn't go mm. to uh Bible study, or they couldn't go to Wednesday night prayer meeting. You know, what about 
just just a simple seed that we can plant to help someone get through. So when that tank begins mm-hmm. to run empty throughout the week, then mm-hmm. you know we could sort of you can put five on pump ten. I like that. <laughs> I like that because this reminded me of one of my favorite scriptures when Jesus said. Um, Satan has come to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you mm-hmm. that you would that your faith would fail not. And yeah. he said, my favorite part, the B clause, he said, and when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Yeah. So I hear you saying that you're looking to speak into those conversion experiences, which we know are ongoing, so that we can not only strengthen, but then others can strengthen. Yeah. Um, I and I really that, like that. I think one piece that we didn't expect to happen <clears throat> that happened out of this was equip- equipping. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, people that are actively engaged with our ministry, it's the discipleship side of that where we're saying, okay, so now that we're praying and now that we're teaching, go out and you start to pray for others. You you mm-hmm. start to create um, these platforms and, and different avenues to, you know, bring people to Christ, but also let's look at the giftings that you have. You know, how are we going to now, we see you, we see you growing. So now when are, when are you going to do a workshop about your faith or about um, the, the word of God? So it's, it's also the equipping piece that we didn't really see. We didn't, hmm. we didn't expect that. We didn't see that part coming, um, helping other people really to discover, you know, who they are in Christ. We that's good. That's part of it that, we never intentionally tried to do. That's good. And, and it speaks to the fact that when we go to do exploits for God, we can think about what it is that we will do, but we never know what God is going to do even greater than what we anticipated. And that's powerful. So let's... Um, that's it right there. Not a, I, I mean, I don't have the confidence half the time to do the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. but I wow. have confidence in God. Come on, Christ to 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 help me do what He needs me to do. You know, we know we opportunities are always there. Mm -hmm. What we do with those opportunities? Do we do it ourselves or we do it in Him? Mm -hmm. Come on, yeah. We won't even get into the parable of the sower. Let's just move on because that was good. That was good. Let's not start no stuff tonight. But. So we've kind of talked about the after church experience, which is an, an amazing ministry, one that has blessed my life personally as well. Um, now I want to talk about, you all have talked so much about the creation of this ministry, uh, the building of this ministry, according to what you truly believe God was calling you to do. A lot of people who are in ministry, and again, I did some little backhand research, you know, while I was preparing for this interview. And in talking to a few of my friends um, who are ministers who are married and do ministry together, I asked them about some of the challenges that they have. And I kind of wanted to speak to that with you all. And I told them that I would be doing this and for them to listen and see what you guys thought about this. So one thing that happens a lot with folks who do a lot of ministry, as you all do, y'all do ministry. I mean, y'all do it all week. Y'all so into folks. Um, prayer calls, teaching, blogging, writing, um, presenting amazing conferences, um, um, all of those things that you do, including what you do to stay full for yourselves um, and to be able to have something to give to the people. Do you ever have those times spiritually where you're almost spiritually 
tapped out, if you will. Um, some of the, one of the couples that I talked to today said, sometimes we just get spiritually dried out. We get tapped out. We've given so much we find ourselves running a bit on empty. And they talked about ways of replenishing. How do you, first of all, do you all ever feel that way? Do you ever feel kind of exhausted spiritually or as if you have given a lot and you need to be refilled? And if so, how do you refill? How do you replenish? What does that look like? What, what is the spiritual practice that you all do to rebuild yourselves? Well, let me say this, the pandemic actually was great for me in terms of, <laughs> being able to pull back mm -hmm. reset and rest yes so i think that i was probably at the point of being burned out a little bit and i said okay i'm okay with staying in the house mm -hmm. not so much <laughs> i can sit in the house it doesn't bother me but that gave me a time to do that thing just to sit and and kind of refocus and reset and sometimes mm -hmm. you do have to take a break for example there are times I do a, um, a Monday night prayer call at nine o'clock every Monday. And so there are times when I say, okay, we're going to be off for the month of. Mm -hmm. And so instead of us getting live on the line, I'll send a, a, an article, some scriptures and things of that nature to give me time to rest a little because you That's have good. to have that. You have to yes. have that. Um, I, I don't know. What about you, Robert? What about you? I mean, yes, I get I, I get drained sometimes, but you know, I think I just I pray, I, I I seek God, but one of the most important things I do when it's not me, I get involved with other fellowships. Mm -hmm. That's you know, good, and that helps reshape, refocus my mind. You know because. I don't always have to lead. <laughs> right. I get it. I can follow. Mm -hmm. And I can be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, we're about fellowship. <laughs> and we don't want to replace the church. No. But we want to help supplement Absolutely. what's happening in the churches. And, That's good. And, and for me, it's a matter of, of, of just allowing myself to first and foremost rest because <laughs> I'll go until I crash. Yes. The truth. The whole will, truth. He's a workaholic. Crash. I mean, yeah. literally crash. He'll sleep for I know. two days. Literally. But I know. He will go and go and go. I've, I've noticed that. Yes, I have. But it, it's prayer. It's, it's, it's getting myself into my own study where it's mm -hmm. in, in the spirit of God, you know, giving me direction. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, to to do that may uh, uh, encourage me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but but one important thing is is involving myself with other ministries to to get that uh, push. That's good. That's good. So when it comes to ministry, and then we're going to push over into marriage for a few minutes. Um, my last question about ministry is, um, there's a, a saying, um, I think a lot of people have heard it. I'm sure that you all have. They say every pastor needs a pastor. Um, every preacher needs to be preached to. Every minister needs to be ministered to. Um, how important is it or has it been for you all to have people in your life 
who minister to you and speak life into you and what do, what does that look like in your in your lives whoever can take it first whoever can answer first it's very important it's very important to have that encouragement from from spiritual leaders it's just important to have encouragement from non-spiritual leaders you know it, but it looks like for us uh, not necessarily uh, approval but confirmation yeah <laughs> that mm -hmm. we we are doing uh, or we hope to be doing what god or let me say it like this we hope to have an impact on kingdom building so it's right. very important to to have spiritual uh, covering, spiritual leadership, yes. spiritual encouragement. Uh, it's important to have non-spiritual encouragement because you just never know who God is using to to help encourage you. That's good. You men of God, God can use a man that might not be a man of God. <laughs> hmm. come on now so yeah gotta use who he wants to use i mean we if we look at every everything that we experience as an opportunity for mir uh, for ministry <laughs> then we do need to be encouraged we do need you know to to know that that what we're doing and what we're saying and how most importantly how we're living mm. is impactful yeah. yeah that's good that's good Charlize, what do you think? Anything to add to that in terms of having someone just to, to, to minister to you as you minister to others? Absolutely. I think um, for us, our, our ministry is, of course, outside of the four walls. And we do have covering for that. It's important that you don't move in ministry without spiritual covering. And so I want to make sure to put you know, that point out there as well. Yes. Um, but also, I have a lot of people around me who are also in ministry. And so mm -hmm. I'm able to, number one, bounce ideas and, and my thought processes. Because sometimes you need somebody to have, you, you have to have checks and balances, even, even in Absolutely. your own thoughts. And even in how you respond to things. So I think for me, that is having those um, points of accountability. Like yesterday, I was having a complete meltdown. Um, because at this time of the year, my job is super stressful. Um, yes. And so I was having a meltdown and one of my friends called me, who's, who's also in, in ministry, who also really supports our ministry, is a very vital piece of our ministry, Robert and Charlize Lewis Ministries, and mm -hmm. basically was reminding me of, okay, you know the word of the Lord and you know how the enemy mm -hmm. moves, but you have to see you know, what is God doing in this situation? What is God using you for? And so sometimes I do have to have that balance i mean you're one of those mm -hmm. those those places where you i'm gonna say it when Absolutely. i say okay now you need to let me know am i a little off here vice versa too yeah am i a little off here because you mm -hmm. do need that you need to have some accountability in, in place and you cannot have yes people around you all the time you have mm -hmm. to somebody to have somebody say mm, sis you moving a little bit funny a little bit yes carnal, a little yeah, bit yes. you need yes. somebody to be able to do that and that's why yes. you better make sure you are surrounded by the right people. That's good. Yeah. It's important that, for me. That's real good. 
Yes. That's real good. I, th- I think that one issue that I see often in, in ministry, especially amongst younger ministers, is just that issue of accountability. Um, a lot of people struggle with accountability, but I'm finding out that accountability is a representation of God's greatest love towards me. Because if the Lord loves who, uh, who he chastens, he loves. Mm-hmm. And so when I begin to feel accountability coming from another party that I know is walking with the Lord, like you all, or begin to feel that conviction, I don't get mad anymore. I've gotten to the age where I say, Jesus, thank you, because he loves me enough not to let me go completely off the rails. That's how I look yeah. at that. And so I think that accountability is part of the love that God has for us. And, and I, I take it that way so and I, yeah, have I, think that, this. I have to say this i tell him all the time and this is going to be a perfect segue into the next part okay. i tell him all the time when i go to talk to him i say <laughs> okay i need my husband's response not my pastor's response perfect he's like, segue he's yeah. like well i'm gonna give you both <laughs> yeah sounds right no so difference. that's so that's what he said. Perfect. He says there's no difference. So, well, hold on. I'm gonna jump in because that that segue was a little too perfect. Like you wouldn't even believe it, but the paper is here where it says you all have many hats <laughs> that you wear, even within your own relationships. So, <laughs> at any given time, uh, for instance, Robert Lewis is your husband. Robert Lewis is your business partner. Robert Lewis is a confidant. Robert Lewis is in the is in the role of priest slash pastor. Yes. Robert Lewis is the father of your child. <laughs> All of these things uh, that happen um, <laughs> under one roof. Yes. Uh, one of the questions that a lot of people who are in ministry, and I spoke to a young couple in ministry. I spoke to a couple who are both in ministry and they've been married for less than five years today. And they said, knowing when to cut off one and start the other, as in, um, okay, so the husband said specifically, I'll get home and I'll want to jump into work mode because they have their own business, right? They have a business that they're building, um, t-shirts with like scriptures and spiritual messages on them. And then he said his, his wife will come home and he'll say, okay, babe, we got to get the t-shirts together. We got to get business going. And she'll say, I had the worst day ever. I need my husband. And he said, the comment that he made, a very young man under the age of 30, um, said, I don't even know what that means. You know, I don't always know how to cut that down. So I want to talk to you all about that. You know, Robert, she's your wife. She's the mother of your daughter. She's your business partner. She's your friend. She's all of these things. You have this charge over her, this biblical charge that God has given you and this responsibility. How do you manage those parts? Do you compartmentalize and cut everything into neat places? Is it that easy? Or do they run over into each other? Talk to us about that a bit. She's a handful. (laughs) (laughs) The secret's out. Um, you know, I, as I said before, my, my, my act, not even act, my, my life is, is, is how, why, why don't I address everything in the spirit? I want to say, I mean, my Mm. life is is trying to address everything in the spirit. Do we have to cut it off? If we're, mm-hmm. if we're true, if, if this is Robert and Charlize, you know, we're not experts by no means, but this is 
our function. This is how this is how our marriage function. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that we sh- that we should have a cutoff. If if everything wow. is addressed in the spirit, it's it's that's what we're doing. We're marriage ministry. You know, we we did did a, a study on the seven secrets to a supernatural marriage, and, oh, and one of the things that I really picked up picked up out mm-hmm. of that is, you know, even if if the Holy Spirit is in us. You know, that he doesn't leave us when we close our door for intimacy. Mm, absolutely not. <laughs> so, absolutely not. Every opportunity we have as as a as a couple, as a business, as as whatever it is we do, as after churches, Robin and Charlie's Lewis Ministries, every opportunity we have, we can address that in the spirit. It, it, our home life, we can address that in the spirit. So yeah, you you tend to want to cut it off, but why? And so mm. I don't, I try to try to address her and she gets, you know, she does get a little aggravated. Well, we are, why is, you know, because you know, when we practice that, it makes it so much easier wow. to, to go outside and, and do ministry. So he's mentioning, he just said that we, wow. we did a marriage class that was mm-hmm. semesters. And so we had some. What was the name of the book, please? Because I have to write that down. What was it? Seven Secrets to a Supernatural Marriage. Okay. That's a that title is just so compelling. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was just that was just one of the things we when we taught that class because again we're not experts. We just go by our experience. We go by the Bible. We our lived experience, our our lives, and mm-hmm. so when we taught that class, it taught us some things about us because we had to be honest and we went through every single exercise with the couples. Oh, okay, and we shared out just like they did. Okay. We had to be honest, and, and there was one situation, this is not the question you asked, but we Go got ahead. into an argument outside of CVS over some snacks <laughs> on the way <laughs> on the way to this class. That's By the time we got to the library for the class, we just looked at each other and kind of laughed. We was like, that was so stupid. But when we got into the class, we just told them, I said, y'all, we didn't get an argument over here over what snacks to bring y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The honesty. But how do you get to a testimony? Through tests. Hmm. We started this conversation with it being about our experiences. And I think that's what we lack sometimes in in the church is transparency. You know, I'm, I'm a, I like to be funny, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what we call him. His nickname. If y'all watch the Avengers, I call him Loki. Oh yeah. (laughs) he's always doing something That's always so trying funny. to trick somebody yeah he's a trickster yeah he likes to have fun but you yeah. know even in that you know i think sometimes that could be the way to to open somebody up to receive the sure that you're bringing yes yeah you know, i like that we don't want to dismiss our opportunities even mm-hmm. even when it comes to us you know sometimes it's hard to hear the you know what she has to say to me about the tr- the hard truths and, so, and vice versa. But you know we have to we have to see it, see things in the spirit. Yeah, and people That's say all the, the time opposites attract. That's only in magnets. Don't <laughs> really? don't don't believe that. Really? Because we're a lot alike. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're more alike than we'll ever be different, and we don't like to admit that we're alike. But you got two very strong willed people like this. Oh <laughs> Lord. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I like that. Um, so let's think about, first of all, I cannot skip over something that Robert said that was just so, it's, I'm, I'm listening to the conversation, but I'm still there, where he said, ultimately, our goal should be that we are so spirit-led and spirit-directed that there is no cutoff of the spirit, that we are always and at all times, as believers now, I'm talking about believers. That's it. Um, that as believers, we are walking in the spirit of God at all times and that there is no, let me flip this off like like a a faucet or a light switch, right? That's powerful in and of itself because nobody tells those messages anymore. No one says that anymore. That sounded so like foreign to my ears for like three seconds until I realized that is the purpose of our spiritual formation, to be formed into who it is that God intended for us to be from the very beginning, right? And that was to be spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, that that was what it was supposed to be. And so that's powerful. So I'm going to use that because that will stay with me and I will be chewing on that all night. But I'm going to use that to kind of transfer over into um, another question about marriage. So we're not going to talk about submission. That's, I just, I thought we You know, that's the interviewer in you that's doing that. <laughs> Cause that's what we getting ready to roll over into. You ready? Yeah. So thinking about marriage, thinking about being in the spirit, the first piece of it is how, what advice do you all give to um, people who are married together and in ministry who, first of all, say that they have a very difficult time prioritizing Um, that's something that came up a lot when I was researching. They were saying when you have marriage, when you have ministry, when you have family, extended family, household, children, how do you prioritize? And they even had, um, if you all have ever seen them on Facebook, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen those memes where they say, okay, here's this guy and there's like four women standing over here. One's his daughter, one's his mother, one's his wife. Who should he prioritize first? You know, and those are kind of silly memes that that they post, but the question is a question of priorities. So my question to you is with all of the things that you have, how do you prioritize? What comes first? What comes second? What comes third? It's how us. does that work? It's us. Pass the salt, pass the pepper. <laughs> it's, 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 it's us. We yeah. come first. You know, and yeah, it's, it's, it took us some time to get there, though. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest. It, it, we've been married 17 years. So mm-hmm. it took us some years to be able to, to get that we can't run outside of our address to serve everybody else if we're not here first. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, I'll get off the phone with somebody. If he if he wants my attention enough, and I know Absolutely. he's it, you Absolutely. should do it. Absolutely. And should. Got to call you back, or I'll holler at you tomorrow, whatever his name is. You know, I, I've got to serve him. That's the priority. Absolutely. That's, that's the order. You know, Without question. make it so much more confusing than it needs to be. And it's not. And you should, and it should never be, it should never be a situation where people in your life don't get that. Like for instance, if I'm on the phone with you, let's just be real. We said we're going to be authentic. If I'm on the phone with you and I hear your husband and your daughter come in the door, I hear them. What do I always say? All right. Bye. I'll talk to you nah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Go see about your husband because that's the way that should be. But see, I come from a 43 year marriage. So my thoughts about that are just so different. I think that it's important that you all said this and put it out. And, and I'm saying to all the people who are watching and listening, 
the fact that you say you come first and that y'all got to be all right and that your pictures have to be filled before you can pour into anybody else's is imperative. From the man's perspective, it's more difficult. It's definitely more difficult uh, sometimes to realize, hey, we come first, you know, or or I, even I come first is difficult sometimes from the male perspective. What do you think about it, Robert? Has that been difficult for you to come into? Because I know how much you care about people and care about especially the people of God. And I know that you will run just like that to help someone because I've, I've seen it, I've heard it, you know, what do you think about that? I don't think that it, it was difficult more than it was learning and growing. That's it, good. You, at number one, we can back up even further than, you know, submitting to one another first. We submit to the Lordship of Christ first. And then when mm -hmm. we submit to, to Christ, it, it is so much easier to, to begin to work towards submission to one another because uh, taking Biblical love is is not feeling. It's not your, hmm. you take your personal feelings hmm. out of it. You know. Hmm. So when you begin to see that 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 true love that Christ gave for uh, for us, for you, for me, and for all for Charlize, you know, for everybody, you, really it, you know, you you begin to 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 understand that it's not about you. Yes. It's about your submission to Christ and then your submission to Christ would cause you to really understand what it means to be in a, in a, a marriage ministry. And, mm -hmm. and that means what, what the Bible says, you, you leave your mother and father, you cleave to your wife and you become one and then you become mm -hmm. a family. And I tell my daughter all the time, I got one queen in this house. Mm -hmm. Now you you are my princess, but I got one queen in this house. Mm -hmm. And it's important. You 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 submit to 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 one another, you know. It's not 50-50, It's one hundred one hundred to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you give you give maximum effort, you know, to make sure that if you really believe that this is who God kept for you, and, and this is who who and God brought you together, mm -hmm. then it ought to be something you should cherish. That's good. It ought to be That's something good. that you should you should you should take seriously. Now I I'll, I'll be honest and say, you know, a lot examples of marriage, you know, were were not there wasn't a lot a lot for me. But mm -hmm. where what I do understand is is the word of God. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the order of family and positioning myself to be who God called me to be as, as the leader of this family by his, mm -hmm. under his lordship, mm -hmm. that makes it yeah. easier. Yeah. 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 Now, I like I that. trying to do it on my own. Mm. Yeah, there was some difficult days. Yes, sir. But we still knew that, that this had purpose. Mm. And, and we didn't look at the day we, we looked at the lifetime. Mm -hmm. I like that. The day was big. The day was great. The day was awesome. It was a lot of singing, a lot of crying, you know. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. What was going to happen after the day? Yeah. And when we mm -hmm. walked away, we, we didn't have a clear understanding. But mm -hmm. trusting God and, and giving him or, or submitting to his lordship, it brings us to a point where now we're not perfect by no means, 
but we, we know and understand why we're at 17 years. And, That's and good. 17 years yeah. and counting. So uh, piggybacking off of that question again, um, and, and I'm going to ask both of you all this. Uh, I'm going to read you a quote uh, from a couple who has been married for 42 years uh, that I spoke to this afternoon. Um, this couple said at, at day one, we decided that Christ would be the head of our marriage and the head of our lives. Now, 42 years later, we recognize Christ as the center of our marriage and the center of our lives. Can you all relate to that statement in any way? Thinking about, um, you know, and I'm thinking about what you all said about that spiritual piece. They said because there was a time that they had Christ at the head, but when they had Christ at the center, that meant that Christ was in everything that they did and in every decision that they made. Um, can you all relate to that statement from, from that particular couple just talking about Christ being at the center? Absolutely. That, that is a... A, a powerful statement, you know, and I left the alt. I left the altar as a shepherd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seventeen mm -hmm. years later, I'm a king. <laughs> Mercy, come on here. So mm -hmm. we knew who was going to lead us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now we know who's at the center of it all. Yes, it's a very Sorry. powerful. I yeah, I totally agree. That's good. That's good. So, okay, first of all, the jewels that y'all dropped about marriage were amazing. I could talk about that all night, but I need to save it for another time, maybe when I'm over at y'all's house. But, because <laughs> that was just amazing, like awesome what you all said. And I know that many of the people who are married couples who will look at this are going to be blessed by what you said about marriage. Let's move over into Marketplace. Um, Let's let's just jump right into it because I think we just got a few more minutes here. Um, when you start talking about marketplace and when you start talking about the work that we do, you know, the work that pays the bills, the nine to five, you know, what a way to make a living. Um, the thing that continually came up, and I was very surprised with kingdom couples, I call them kingdom couples. Uh, the the issue that continued to come up was how to manage. Um, what's the word they used, uh, how to manage the ambition factor. So the ambition factor is, Robert, obviously you are a very intelligent man and you are very learned and an expert at your craft of what you do, the lighting, the audio visual, the technology, that's your thing, that's your gig. And I don't think there's many people that do it much better than you, honestly. Charlize, obviously, you are an amazing administrator. Both of you all are educated, intelligent, all of these things. Both of you all are incredibly ambitious. I don't think that there's anything that you would want to do that you could not do just based on your credentials, right? In the world, in the marketplace. Um, how do you manage, though, the ambitions of each person? Because when you get married, there's this concept, uh, biblically, of two becoming one, right? But at the same time, you do still have these two individuals who have desires, who have dreams, who have things they want to do. Um, I will reference in asking this question, an interview that was done with uh, Dr. Kylan and Minister Cassandra Gray. And they talked about 
the dreams while they are together and have been for so many years. I think it's over, well over 30 years at this point. They just had an anniversary. Um, as pastors and as ministers, um, they were talking about just the dream factor, the ambition factor, what they both wanted to do in their secular careers and how to mesh all of that under the same roof while they have the ministry and while they have the marriage. Talk to us about that because obviously the things that you all want to do in the church are super obvious, but I know that both of you have dreams that you want to accomplish at your jobs and in your professions and in your careers. How do you manage the ambition factor under this kind of house of love that you've created? How does that work? Either one can speak to that first. <laughs> Hit me under the oh, table. She's, she's very ambitious. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Very, very ambitious. But yes. Oh, I, I... <laughs> Did you all happen to watch that interview, by the way? Yeah. About that. Yeah. So you get the foundation of what I'm yeah. what I'm talking about. You know, what is what is marriage? Is a partnership. We have to become each other's biggest fans. Yes. Fan, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have to be a fan of hers and she has to be a fan of mine. But we have, yes. to, we have to be true fan, friend, uh, fans. We have to be able to, to address, you know, the truth too. You know, is it too far out? But again, we're, if we're talking about addressing it, addressing it in the spirit, you know, marriage is a partnership. And, and if God made a suitable helper, you know, there, and I like to look at this as, you know, where, you know, maybe I didn't have the confidence. I had the, I had the kid like mentality, but you know, you have, you find a suitable helper that can take the kid and make a king, right? Amen. Because, Amen. because of the, you know, that that was the help I needed to push me past you know, whatever it is that I wasn't getting, right? That's good, so, yeah. So you, you come into this partnership uh, knowing that you're going to build something together and you have to be honest and truthful about what is out there, you know, first and foremost, is it of God, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, what does this do? Because I'll be honest, Charlize, we, one of the things that happened when we first got married is she wanted to take a job in D.C. And, and I just flat out said, why would I get married to separate? I was going to live here. She was going to live there. Well, why do we get married to separate? Well, that wouldn't make sense to me. So, you know, well, I know a lot of people do that and they don't see anything wrong with it. I knew me. Remember, I told you, I, you know, I left as a kid, but, you know, I, I now know that there's a king. So, uh, so I think one of the biggest things for me is, we have to become each other's biggest fans That's uh, good. to to make these things work. And, and yeah, we're talking, you know, secularly or you know whatever worldly position. You know, I still want to address it in the spirit. It, it, you know, is it is it God for us to take this job? Is it God for us to make this movie? Is it God for us to do anything uh, to to bring honor to our name <laughs> well i feel sorry for him because he married a dreamer i mean he did that's yeah. that's the reality yeah. from day one he married a dreamer and mm -hmm. i i've got all these things that pour out of my head but the honesty of it half of them i can't do if he doesn't do it for me that's just it's just the truth of it all right. these wild ideas 
that come out of my brain and he knows I don't hardly sleep because I'm constantly it's something one thing after another and half mm-hmm. the stuff I can't do it unless he does it I can't mm-hmm. do a radio show without him I can't do a podcast with you without y'all him. are perfect together because of that yeah. yeah and so now I think 2020 just just ended up giving me the rest and the reset but bigger ideas bigger ways to to get our ministry out there to reach more people really but then mm-hmm. there's a piece of me that is very much um coming into I guess um fruition that is really for the training that I've had 20 years mm-hmm. ago I mean, I have right. an English degree, I have a journalism degree, and so I have a background in teaching. So now that editor and the publicist and the author piece is just got this new life to it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start taking shape differently. I don't know what it's going to do, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, when God says go, we going and we going together. I love that. And it made me, and it made me think about I watched Tabitha Brown when her husband made that speech. Did you see that video? And he made a speech about how. Oh, yes. I loved that. Yes, I loved it. She said she was going to do this, this, and this. How she tried her hand at being a comedian. She tried all this stuff. And she Mm -hmm. said she kept telling him, just keep, just keep trusting me. Keep trusting me. Keep trusting me. And he said, you know, I was tired. Yes. (laughs) I was tired because I know who I married. He said, and I was tired. And he really flat out just apologized to her and was like, you know what? I'm sorry because I got tired because you said it was going to happen. You said it, it was. A, and look at her last year in a year. Amazing. Was not done. Amazing. She's a household name. She will say it. Oh, God, I thank you. Mm-hmm. She'll say it, honey. I'll, sh- I'll shout with her. Oh, God, I thank you. So yes. I just thank God for um, the things he's doing and how he is growing us and how um, really and truthfully, it's more vision, more dreams. And he's just being patient with me because you know me. Yes, I like that. So it's a balance. I, I still hear that balance. I hear Robert saying that, of course, no matter what we do, whether it be in the secular world or in the in the spiritual world or in the church realm or the world realm, whatever, we have to see God's face. And I know that's something that you do, Charlotte. So I know you really believe okay, I'm going to seek the Lord about a thing. So I like that balance. But at the same time, leaving room for each other's dreams uh, inside of that so that nobody's dream is stifled. That's good. Let me me simplify. Okay. There's a lot of things that she can't do without me. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that I can't do without her. We can't do Robert and Charlize Ministries without Robert and Charlize. Amen. So, you know, that's, that is it right there. That's good. We can't do that without each other. That's the bottom you, line. If you go so far as to put your name in it, there, there's a level of commitment there that uh, you, you got to honor. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, it, it, and it does it because you all have done so, you're doing so many things. But, but like you said before, if you all aren't in a great place, it doesn't work without the two of you together. And that's what's so powerful about yeah, the team. Absolutely. Because y'all's team is amazing. You know, Team Lewis is, is, is amazing. And, that, and I think that's what it's all about. That's good stuff. 
Um, so we're about at the point to where we're going to round out um, the, the interview. Um, first of all, I think that you all have just dropped jewels about uh, marriage, ministry, and marketplace. I, I just want you all to give us a quick, like, last um, bit of advice. So imagine that there are people watching this show who are in ministry. There are folks who are younger than you, uh, folks who have been married a lot less time than you, and even some folks who have been married as long as you. Um, what advice would each of you give them? And I'm going to say, uh, Robert, if you could give some advice to the husbands and Charlize, you give some advice to the wives, just like a quick blurb of advice, what you want them to leave with before we get over into our fun round robin. Go ahead. I would say communication. You know, that a lot of people will say that. Mm -hmm. But also, it's not just communication. It's also about honesty. You know, be yeah. honest about what you're feeling because what ends up happening if you're not honest it, it just, it's buried and then it ends up boiling over mm -hmm. and it'll spill over at a time that doesn't even have anything to do with whatever's going on at the time. That's good. This is what I tell him all the time. No, if something happens on March the 31st, we got to talk about March 31st. Don't be bringing it up in August. <laughs> we ain't bringing it up in August because one of us ain't going to remember the details, but it's right. about communication, the honesty of, of just being honest about your feelings and where you are. But I would also say, you have to be um, very protective of your marriage. So when you're protective of your marriage, it means the outside influences. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what title they have in your life. Your marriage is your priority. Amen. You, know, you have to create a barrier around that and be really protective of, of um, your marriage, but also your household and even your children. You know, you can't allow outside influence to impact what is on the inside. That's good. Good stuff. Robert, husbands? I would just simply just say to, to the man, position yourself to receive the honor you desire. Mm. Amen. If you position yourself to receive, to be the king that you want to be, then you'll get that. Yeah. Huh. And that doesn't mean you rule with an iron fist. It just means you rule or, or you partner and, and you allow yourself to be uh, the man who God created you to be. I, I did another study called When I Became a Man. And, hmm. and it, what I learned is the way that I thought made me a man hmm. is not what really makes me a man. Yeah, so that makes me a man is the the day that I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior and the day that I began to walk in his way and not my own way. Mm -hmm. And that's when I became a man, when I truly decided that God would lead, lead my life. So yeah. position yourself to receive the honor that you desire. Yeah, that's good. And I, I said like his role too. And I have to say that, I am so relieved that he's had a household. Amen. I am. I, I just, I will sleep just fine. I'll roll right over. <laughs> I will roll right over because he's like had a that. household. And, it's, it, and sometimes when I felt over the years, you know, do I trust him to make that decision? I trust the God in him to make the decision. I trust him to cover um, me and my daughter. I trust him as a protector and a provider. Um, it's about, you know, me saying, you know, you are head of household, and I'm going to let you be it. Good night. 
That's it. And people That's think good. it's so hard. It's not hard at all. It's not, it's not hard at all. It's not. Because it's not. I know he knows the Lord. And so they'll have a conversation. Let him, let them too. Let them go at it. You know, have their conversation. Yeah. Please. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's only hard. It's only difficult uh, when folks want to make it a, a conflict and make it difficult. It's really, from the biblical perspective, the, the concept of submission, as I've learned it now at, over the age of 40, is the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen. And it, I can't think of anything that would be easier than submitting when you know that you're submitting to God's man. That's yes. the difference. Not Absolutely. just a good man, but to a God man. And Absolutely. I think that makes the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and really, I'll be honest, this time last, well, not exactly a year ago, I had a health crisis. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so you remember? And, and Yes, now I do. I was feeling awful. I was feeling bad. And I was feeling worse and worse as it went on. And I know when he actually says out of his mouth, I'm calling head of household. Mm -hmm. I know. I I got to pay attention to that. That's it. That means he sat and thought about it. And he said, okay, I'm calling ahead of household. We're going to the hospital. That's it. And he mm -hmm. saved me from potentially having a heart attack or a stroke. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can't, can't view that submission and, mm -hmm. and the roles in a negative light. No. I mean, it literally saved my life in, in many ways. That's it. That's it. And it's God. And again, it's God first. If you don't have God, and I tell people all the time, don't talk about submission if you're not, if you're not a child of God, That's because it. you can't talk about biblical submission from a secular perspective, because, you know, the gospel is foolishness to the perishing. Mm -hmm. And I always keep that in mind. The things that are crazy to some folk, if you don't have Christ, not to belittle anyone, but if you don't have Christ, this just ain't the conversation for you. But when you get in Christ, and start to understand what Christ wants and that marriage. What I love about marriage and always have is that it's the only relationship to which, the only human relationship to which God uh, allowed Jesus, the love that Jesus has for the church to be compared to. Mm -hmm. He did not compare the love that mothers have for daughters or fathers for sons or, or parents for children or brothers for sisters. He only used the That's marriage it. union to, to illustrate yeah. what it is that Jesus feels for the church. That's and it. in that way, he has positioned marriage to be really the ultimate, the gold standard of human relationship. And so that that's just a powerful place to be in. And what you all have given us today has been amazing. Literally everything that you've talked about from the marketplace to the ministry to marriage has been fantastic. And, and, and I know that the people who listen to it behind this are going to be excited about that. So um, we're going to get into the round robin really quickly. It's just going to be a quick few questions. And then after that, we're going to find out where folks can find you all where folks can get a hold of you if they want to book you for like marriage conferences, those kinds of things, speaking engagements, we always do that. And then I also want you to tell folks how they can listen to your new radio show because we're so excited about that and I cannot wait to hear that. Um, so now we're getting into the round robin. So just for those of you who are looking on Facebook Live and listening, um, we always do a round robin, which is typically a time where we ask questions to our guests. We ask questions about maybe what their favorite book is, who they would talk, who they would like to talk to, who has already passed on if they could, who they would love to have dinner with, uh, just questions that are just really like a lot of fun. So for the first part of the round, Robin, I'm going to do um, how well does Charlize, how well do Charlize and Robert know each other? So I'm going to ask some questions and they are going to hold up sheets. 
Now, just in case, um, for the folks who will actually be watching this, if you can't see it super well, if you can't see the names, the pink sheet is Charlize and the blue sheet is Robert. Yes. So when the pink sheet comes up, that's Charlize and the blue sheet is Robert. And for those who are listening, uh, don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice my narrating skills. So the first <laughs> question is, who between the two of you is the most patient? Did both, okay, both of them said Robert, so they agreed Absolutely. on that. Okay, who between the two of you is the best cook? Okay, <laughs> both of them said Charlene. <laughs> We're two for two. Okay, between the two of you, who tells the best jokes or the best stories? Robert Lewis won that way. No, I, I, I ain't got time for all that. That's him all day long. Okay. Between the <laughs> two of you, who requires the most sleep? With who requires the most, the most sleep? Yes. Who requires the most sleep? Charlize? Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. She requires they both. Sleep, but she doesn't sleep. <laughs> He says she requires the most sleep, but she don't get that sleep that she requires. We're going to do better, Charlize. Okay. And the last question, um, between the two of, oh, oh, between the two of you, who is the best driver? Oh. Robert? Okay. Y'all give the Lewis's a hand. They were on point with both of them. They both chose the same answers for each question, which means they totally agree. That's awesome. So here's a couple of more questions um, for the round robin. Just a couple. These you do not need the paper for. Okay. You two are a great couple and you all are also great company because you're both very funny, very articulate, and y'all both are like so cool to be around. So if you all could pick any couple, any famous couple, they can be in politics, in um, an actor, an actress, um, anywhere. The church, in the church, it could be a pastor and wife. If you could pick any couple to have dinner with, who would you want to have dinner with and why? Y'all can talk about it a little bit. Who you think, babe? I should have had some music for y'all. Do, 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 do. get us split off. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. It ain't our song. Shout out no, to Jeff. I actually, I, I would, of course, the, most people would be like Michelle and Barack, but I think Denzel and Pauletta. That's a good one. Why? To me. Why? I, I don't. I just love how the dynamics of their relationship when it came to their careers. You know, most people don't know she was, she was the it thing in opera. Yes. And, yes. and Broadway. She, yes, and Broadway. And she believed so much in his dream and his talent and his ability. She said, you know what? We're going to shift. We're going to pivot. And she basically managed the home and managed the back background pieces of his career and you know who Denzel Washington is a lot yes yeah that's powerful what do you think Robert if you had to choose a couple from any you know a celebrity couple from any realm who would you choose and why celebrity um no no you can choose someone that's not a celebrity it has to well I mean just to show you that I do listen Mm -hmm. you said you you uh that your parents have been married for 43 years right Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would sit down with your parents. 
Oh, that is so cool. You know, like I, I'm sort of a local person. You know, I, I don't have it. to. I don't have to go outside of of the community. I like that though. Inspiration. So yeah. you know, I I I mean, I, I would. I, maybe it'd be your parents. Yeah, I'm someone. Waiting on them to say Mary and Joseph, because I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would have, I mean, maybe your your parents would, would have some some even they drop jewels. My I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but my parents dropped some jewels. So yeah, that's good. Okay, and here is the last question, and then we're gonna get out of here. I think we ran over just a little bit, but the last question is um for married couples who are out there. What is a book or study that you all might suggest for a married couple that wants to learn more about their purpose in Christ? Um, I know you all talked about the Seven Secrets book. I even wrote that down. Um, but what what book or study might you suggest if there if there are couples who are saying, "Hey, we want to do a devotion together, or we want to learn more about the Lord together, we want to find our purpose together"? What might they look at? I, I would say the same book. Mm -hmm. The same book. I mean, I, I was really uh, intrigued by you know, what a marriage filled with the Spirit of God can be. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, I really believed in what this couple that what they were doing and what they were saying and how and the results. Yeah. as to what they were doing. That's good. That's good. Another. I mean, their their connection. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, we. I want that connection. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I want. I want to be able to to know. You know that heartbeat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that that. Uh, I think it was one example in there where um, they, they have felt the same heartbeat. Mm -hmm. on, on, a, on a subject matter mm -hmm. yeah Powerful. Like, you know wow i mean that is spiritually in tune <laughs> with absolutely the, yeah know? and again and the part on warfare when yeah. they were talking about the warfare how the enemy was trying to um attack one of the spouses and how the other one just rose up yeah and was like no that's not what's gonna happen today <laughs> so yeah, was, i love that um that's powerful even when there was a part when they were talking about when one of them was sick and how the other healed the other one mm. through this power of the spirit. So it's really a good book. And we were able to even um, create, we created PowerPoints out of those lessons and we even um, had activities we created out of each chapter. Oh. So we kind of built our own curriculum around their book because we just felt like how can each couple have the life application piece. Yeah. Gotta have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that lends itself to the question that I'll ask as we just round up everything. First of all, thank you, Robert Lewis. Thank you so much, Charlize Brown Lewis. We appreciate you all being here today. Um, again, this has been an amazing interview. The jewels that you all have dropped, I could have listened to you all for two more hours, but I know that we have a, a timeline and a deadline, even though y'all the people that, you know, do the cutting and the and the pacing or Robert is. <laughs> um, but I will ask you 
please tell that <laughs> right right the blue card again robert held up the blue card it's him when it comes to the editing because he's one of the best when it comes to uh this work so yeah so you can't find anybody better than robert lewis but i don't think he is actually has a business because i've been telling people that for about six months and nobody <laughs> could find anything on the internet so i guess it's good because when i asked charlise about it she was like uh, can you please stop trying to employ my husband other places because he does not have his own business but yeah but what you do have um is a budding um speaking ministries uh marriage ministries all of that uh that you all do under the umbrella i believe robert and Charlize Lewis Ministries is the umbrella organization. And under that, you all can get marriage um, resources. And I'm saying this for all of the pastors and preachers who are listening, all of the churches who listen, um, which there are so many who listen to us through the week because I hear from them. Um, so if you need someone for, again, um, retreats, if you need someone for marriage ministry, if you need someone for marriage workshops, uh, if you need someone for manhood stuff, please call Robert Lewis. If you need somebody for anything with a men's ministry anywhere, um, these two are two of the best when it comes to ministry. They do ministry on another level. The excellence is off the charts and I joke about some things, but not about ministry. So please tell them how can they get a hold of you and especially how can they get a hold of Robert because Robert Lewis is a gift to this area when it comes to men's ministry and he's just very humble. So we might have to open the door and maybe push him a little bit, but you want him for your men's ministry. You want him to stand in front of your men and talk about what it means to be a man of God. Trust me. So please tell us emails, however that works. How do people get a hold of you if they want to book you? Okay. So he is not on social media a lot. He has LinkedIn mm -hmm. and Facebook. That's it. Robert J. Lewis. That's him. Okay. Um, we have a website, www.rntlewisministries.com. But okay. the best way to get in touch with us is um, probably through our Facebook, which is The After Church Experience. And we also have Instagram at The After Church Experience. Okay. You also can listen to our radio show. We will preview on Sunday. www.envision hyphen or dash or however you want to call it, radio.com. So it's Envision Radio. And our show is called the After Church Experience Radio Show, of course. Eight okay. o'clock Eastern Standard Time, eight in the morning, every Sunday. We'll be on there. Um, also, awesome. if you want to find me for any type of services, you can look me up under Charlize Brown Lewis. And so it'll say author, editor, publicist um, at Charlize B. Lewis. That's on Facebook and Instagram. And then Twitter, I think, is just Charlize Lewis, maybe. That's good. So, ba so email. basically... Oh, email? Yeah. It's afterchurchexp at gmail.com. Okay, so the email is afterchurchexp at gmail.com, right? Yes. Okay, so basically, if you all want to get a hold of the either one of these good people or both of them together to book them for anything facebook is the best way to go it is the after church experience if you type that into the search bar it will bring you to the page you can leave them a message on the the face of the page or you can leave them um, a message in the inbox yeah. so um i just want to thank you all again 
for being here with us, for giving so much of yourselves in this. Thank you for letting me turn the camera on, y'all. Usually Robert's behind the camera, and usually Charlize is sitting beside me, and this time they are both in a different position, but you all did an amazing job, and I can't wait to hear you all on the radio. You're both amazing, and we are grateful for you. So, Thank you all to everyone in Facebook land, everybody on YouTube, everybody listening to our um, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue to shape our dialogue around real life issues and real talk solutions. Please like and follow our social media pages on Facebook and YouTube and our podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast and Spotify. Join us next time as we strive to be authentic, be transparent, and be inspired. My name is Yolanda, and we will see you all next season. Thank you so much for your support.